witches, <laughs> basically. Welcome back, witches. We are your basic witches. I'm Rachel LaForest, and Leah Knauer had an audition, so she's not sitting next to me right now, but she was for this amazing episode with Jamie Lee Finch. Jamie is a sexuality and embodiment coach and a sex witch, no big deal. Um, she shared so much about the magic around masturbation and also self-pleasure without uh, aiming for an orgasm, and also how the patriarchy and organized systems have affected our lives and our world, and especially sexuality. So it's a hot, hot episode, and you're going to love it. Um, but before we dive in, just the usual... We would love to ask you to leave an iTunes review if you can. It's super, super helpful to us. You are directly helping us if you can do that. So thank you for that. And while you're online, head over to at Basic Witches, where you will find our links to the Patreon, where you can become a patron and get custom art, card readings, and even time talking with us. We love connecting with you guys, and we appreciate you so much. And we know you will appreciate this episode. So enjoy and feel good. So we talk on the show a lot about divine timing, and I feel like that is exactly what was at play here with getting you on the show. Because mm -hmm. we had a listener message us saying that we should have you on, and then I messaged you, and then it happened to be that you are in town for this one week. Yes. And so it was just like all fell so perfectly into place. It felt very perfect for me, too. I, like I said when I first came in, I am so used to talking about witchcraft with people who aren't witches. Ah. I was like, oh, this is going to be so great. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. We get it. Yes. I'm the vocabulary so is already in place. That's it. You can it. just talk freely. That's perfect. That's um, what I've been looking for. That's funny you mentioned timing because um, my intention for today was trust my timeline. Mm. And I've been already practicing it. Like I did an errand on the way here and I was a little, I started to get nervous and anxious about being late. And then I was like, no, it's going to be perfect timing. Like, yes. And it was. Mm -hmm. And then synchronistically last night I found my vibrator. <laughs> I'm not going to take credit for that. No, it's all But you. I'm kind of going to take credit. I, it, yes, I am. It was missing for a month. For real. Okay. She told me about I, it several times. I looked in my car. <laughs> That's how desperate I was. To, why would it be in my car? But I searched. Uh, my, like, it could be in your reasons. car for a few reasons. <laughs> okay, I don't so, think that's that weird. So I ended up finding it in my bag of bags. Like oh. I have a bag where I store like totes. I wonder how it got in there. I think I, I think I put it in there when I was cleaning and then okay. forgot. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But like, I'm so it was, sorry you had to live a whole month. Right. Things, well, this. I, yeah, I found other ways. But, yeah. um, I'm sure that, that too. I'm like, mm, there's other options. But it was exciting. very nice timing. Okay. Well, you're welcome. So. <laughs> yes. I am a powerful witch. Yeah. Thank because you. you are a sex witch. Yes. Self-proclaimed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And yes. what is, what does that mean exactly to yeah. you? Yes. Um, well, okay. So you know how with, witchcraft it's not really anything more complicated than just merging your energy and your intention and your action to manifest what it is that you most want to bring about in the world yes. um sex magic is just using your sexual energy and intention mm -hmm. and i think it's I validate any magical practice, any tools that people use. And for me, it makes sense to me that sex magic is the one I um, relate to and enjoy using the most and the one that I kind of feel like found me because all of my other work deals with this um, 
paradigm of like body reclamation Mm. and uh, claiming yourself back from objectifying systems, whether it's capitalism, white supremacy, patriarchy, authoritarian religion, ableism, diet culture, all those things. And so my magic is literally happening in my physical body. And so that's why sex magic for me, I totally use other tools and I use various different, um, I've been getting more into specific spell work and sigil magic and things like that. But sex magic is the one I always come back to Mm. because it feels like, um, yeah, it feels like reclamation work. It feels like I am reclaiming my body and my agency and my sexuality back from all these systems that have told me it's not allowed to belong to me or that it's evil or dark or bad. Mm -hmm. And then also I think it's really powerful because, and I mean, you can practice sex magic partnered. I don't slash just haven't yet. Mm. But one of the things that I think is cool about it is it reminds me that sex isn't just what we've been taught about being this Mm. partnered act that is largely in this heteronormative framework where a penis goes in a vagina Mm -hmm. and that's sex. And Mm so I'm like, no, I'm doing sex. I'm having sex with myself and it's a part of my magical practice. She don't need no man. (laughs) I've got plenty of vibrators. Yeah. Yeah, So, um, yeah. So I feel like it's just, it's a really, again, it's so funny because in so many other spaces and places people are like a sex witch what does it mean that's so mm-hmm. mystical and weird and and edgy and i'm like it's really not that's right it's just it's, masturbating with an intention that's it. <laughs> it's that simple and it's so fun it's and so... it's so playful and it gets to be playful but it's also been a really revolutionary act of healing for me coming it's, from my religious background especially it's so funny and interesting to me that sex magic gets such a dark negative connotation to yes. it when really it's just love and pleasure and like uh, mindfulness. Yeah. And it's like, what's wrong with any of those yeah, things? I mean, pleasure. I think it's because same well, I reflection. Know yeah. <laughs> like yeah. The, the fact that our country and Western society made sex taboo is so insane. It's like mm-hmm. eating being taboo. Yeah. It's one of our houses of health. Yes. It's a part of life and living. Yeah. And it's a place where pleasure happens. So the metaphor remains like it would be, it's just as strange if we were like, oh, eating is something you need to keep in secret and not do. Although Mm -hmm. sometimes we're told that too, but you know what I find, I'm hoping I can articulate this. What I find strange is so there's like Victoria's secret models who get millions of dollars to pose naked sexual on a billboard. Mm And no one says anything or thinks anything. They're just like, oh, Giselle Bündchen is so beautiful and gorgeous. But then if it's you, a woman doing it for free on your Instagram, like by your own choice, that actually gets like a negative stigma because there's no like price, I guess, attached to the body. It's like, oh, she's just giving away her body for free. What a whore. But it's like, but it's the same thing. You're seeing the same image, but actually the full consent is coming from the woman choosing to, to display that. Well, that's the thing that's, that is apparently so offensive is a woman owning, like having her own agency. Mm. If you think about all of the systems that are involved in that billboard and Mm -hmm. that supermodel being on that billboard for that company, Mm -hmm. if you follow the thread enough and you follow the literal money, it's just cash. Capitalism. Yeah. And patriarchy is largely those. Yeah. And and also there's an aspect of white supremacy as well. So like our uh, white supremacist beauty standards where yes, Giselle might be, is she Brazilian? Brazilian. But she's, she's largely white passing. Um, And so there's that there's that as well where you get to see, and I was just talking about this in a Mm. podcast I recorded a few days ago. We were kind of circling around this idea of how strange it is that on Instagram, you see constantly these images that these male photographers are taking of like cisgendered thin white women Mm. that are 
either completely nude and no one does anything about it because they're like, oh, it's art. But then when women of color or like larger bodied women take or, or trans non-binary individuals take photos of themselves mm. that where they're reclaiming their sexual agency or reclaiming their bodily autonomy, mm-hmm. um, those are the posts that get reported for violating community right. standards. I mean, I'm like, it, oh, what are your community standards? It's kind of a form of victim blaming yeah. in a way mm-hmm. because it's like saying, um, you're, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that or see, you're asking ugh, for it. Yes. Like I'm going to report you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like your joy and your self love is offensive to me. That's kind of yeah. what it's saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean basically the, saying don't put it out there. Like I decide right. that you can't put Censorship. it out there. Yeah. yeah. Censorship. Well, the joy and the pleasure of, uh, marginalized people has always been offensive to mm. objectifying systems of power. Like that's always been true. So mm-hmm. that's exactly what, what, what people are being told when they're posting those photos of themselves. Mm. I mean, clothes are just another boundary like I'm just thinking about it because I'm like I was I was having the thought like ugh maybe it'd be better if we all just walked around naked <laughs> like maybe we would there get are get colonies along better. Yeah. <laughs> there are places you can go that'd be fine we can do this but really like it all comes back patriarchy and a lot of that mm. in sexuality comes back to agriculture which I'm sure you yes. know so oh, it's like yeah. 15,000 yeah. years ago we started developing agriculture and the planting of food, which then created literal lines in the land, which separated group communities, Mm. which used to share responsibility, paternity, and sexuality openly. And then women got looped in with the crop and the property, Mm -hmm. meaning there was ownership starting and then paternity started to, quote, matter. Mm -hmm. Um, And thus the patriarchy and sexism against I'm, women. I mean, That's even it. even still in other countries, they they give cows for marriage. You know, there's still dowries. Oh, that yeah. still happens. Yeah, there's still payment oh. being made. Yeah. Well, and I mean, <laughs> we, it's not like we're super far beyond. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's largely ceremonial, I guess. But one, I was thinking about it at one point about how weird it is that like fathers still walk their daughters down the mm, aisle and then yes, give them away. Yes, like sorry, I'm not. I'm 31 and I'm not married, and I don't know if I'll ever get married. And even if I do, I'll probably won't have a wedding because. Not interested. Are in you me? Much money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Flashing Are out you more. a Scorpio? Uh, no, but okay. I'm a Taurus, so we're okay. sisters. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think like I when when I thought about it, I was like, wait, if I ever get married, I'll at that point I'll be in my you know maybe early to mid thirties or something, and I haven't been under the protection, whatever of that means, your... of my father since I was 17 yeah. years old. That's so bizarre. Well, yeah. I think it did make more sense when marriage started when the children, the wives were children, when they were like 14, yeah. and then the father was walking them down. That oh. makes more sense. Yeah. But yeah, as we've, gotten, as, yeah. Right, as we've gotten older, I try not to think of it like that, because I do want my dad to walk me down See, the aisle. and that's great. Well, Opting in like is awesome. Tradition. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's, when it's something that's seen as like compulsory, mm. Like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. Or when it's like, when it's unconscious, when people are like, oh, this is just what you do at a wedding Mm -hmm. without pausing to think like, do I actually want want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, my sister just got married in the summer and she had both my parents on either arm. They both walked her down. And it was so cute. You guys, my dad was crying. I love that. (laughs) That's sweet. Such a little puppy dog. I also like the the felt kind of, the felt sense in the imagery of just being plankton both sides by your parents. They were like Like, like, linked. Balance. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Did she come up with that or did she? Yeah. Okay. They really like with their wedding started with a blank slate and tried to not pull in things they didn't care about as far as tradition. I love That's that. Cool. Yeah. And it was only like 72 people, which my immediate family is 10 people, <sighs> not even including spouses. So like, wow. 
that's a, that's saying a lot if they only had only 70, had 72. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. I loved well it. Um, but back to like the tradition and, and the roots of all of this, I was going to say, you know, reading the book Pussy. Have you read it? Yes. Yes. It's I, our Bible. I have yeah. a, I, mm, oh, listen, the opinion? content's not bad. I am a little frustrated at, uh, two things. There's, um, so I think when she published it, was it like 2016? I felt like that was a little bit too late to be able to get away with the constant centering of the heteronormative language mm. and the erasure of trans and non-binary existence because mm. there's this, um, like she does... <laughs> It was like, it, there's good information in the book, but mm -hmm. I got to a point, I maybe, I gave it like a hundred pages. And at one point I like threw it across the room because I was <gasps> so tired of really? this like synonymous. It was just the constant synonymous of like pussy equals she. And I'm like, it's mm. at the point, at that point I was like, you published this in 2016 that somebody should have caught that. Like mm. you should have, whether your personal community or your editors, like someone should have at least been like, Hey, all you have to do is use a bit more inclusive language and then Great. That's it's for and so and yeah. so I can't I don't did, I don't know Mama Gina, so I cannot say whether or not it was intentional. It was intentional erasure. I'm sure it wasn't, but I just right. felt like even the at this point, like people have been those communities have been so harmed by just mm. ignorance, accidental ignorance, accidental erasure. It really would not have taken that much more energy to mm. just include and be mindful of. So that was frustrating. Mm. But ultimately her work and the message she's speaking about is valuable. Mm -hmm. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Unfortunately, I didn't notice that when I was reading or listening to it, but I didn't agree with every single thing she said, you know, yeah. but it was the general idea of, um, you know, taking power back was a lot what the book is about. Yes. 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 And well, what I was going to bring up from it was about women and desire or just, yes. just people and desire. Yes. Um, but I thought she made a um, statement about language in the beginning, but maybe I'm crossing Ooh. that in my mind with, um, I know Tosha Silver did that mm. yes. and it's not your money and it was okay. really helpful. I, th I think it, that might've been Tosha. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, because that's even something that in Starhawk, when she re-released the Spiral Dance in like the 20th anniversary edition in 1999, like uh, she wrote this foreword for this recognition of, hey, you're going to like read gendered words mm -hmm. from when I wrote this in 1979 that we didn't have certain awareness. Mm -hmm. So even that too, I'm like, if Mama Gina just republished another version with it, with an introduction and just kind of owning like, hey, this is something I missed and I yeah. want to do better and be more inclusive, then yeah. great. I do think pussies are magical and that's like a <laughs> 1, huge, yes, yes. that's a huge thing I took away from that book. Yeah. Um, I have thought about, and this is an interesting question for someone like you, who's so versed in, in the communities. Um, and what did you call it? Erasure? Erasure. Yes. Is it like erasure culture? Or is that a thing? Or what do you call huh. like? Maybe the phenomenon of that. Yeah, we can call it that. Okay. Cause I definitely think that, 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 that would be a good way to describe it. Yeah. Even if that's not a technical, I have no idea if that's a technical. Well, term, what I thought about was, like I, I resonate with my pussy. I identify as a woman and it, it feels congruent for me, but I was thinking about people who maybe weren't born with a pussy, but do resonate as a woman. Yes. Um, and what, like, I don't know. I was just thinking about them and what they might feel. Yeah. And like, and that's, I think that's the value because, of, right. Because of it's tying aware. it to an yeah. anatomy. Yeah. Whereas the anatomy doesn't, you don't have to have the anatomy to have the feeling or 
true being of a woman. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's not what makes a woman. Because I mean, you can right. even go into, I mean, you could hear things or things are said all the time about like, oh, it makes you a real woman is the, is having a uterus, the ability to carry a child. We'll no. say that to a person who does have a uterus, but is infertile. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's the, so what I don't think is true or what I can't know is whether or not what I, I'll give the most generous assumption. And I assume that Mama Gina recognizes that trans women are women. So but what what this is why the erasure is important to recognize and why it should be upsetting is because there's so many other spaces in the world that are denying the reality mm-hmm. that trans women are women. There is radical, oh, there's God, uh, yeah. trans exclusionary radical feminism that is absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so all you have to do just to create a safer space in your content and your information, just to let people know that you don't believe that and that you do recognize right. the validity of trans women's experience of being, mm-hmm. they are women. They're yeah. women. You don't have to have a pussy to be right. a woman. A woman That's is all you a have gender to do. construct. You yeah. can Write it in woman. your book. Yeah. That's all you have to put in your book. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So again, I, I want to hold space for the nuance of like, yeah. she's brilliant and she's, mm. do, she's done so much good work. And, and I also want to hold space for the impact that she's created for you and for mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. And also there's just any of us who are doing public work and who are constantly learning in public, there's always mm-hmm. the opportunity just to keep learning and to keep and doing growing. Yeah. better. Yeah. And the reason I think anyone reading that book can benefit is, is for the fact that she is teaching to own your desire and not apologize and for I, it. And I think tap into the feminine power, whether yeah. you are a man or a woman yeah. or anything yes. in between. Yeah, Which absolutely. exists in all of us. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really valuable thing too, is, is um, being able to recognize that the energetically the existence of the masculine and the feminine exists in all genders mm-hmm. and all um, all bodies have mm-hmm. that existence of mm-hmm. the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. So is there a book that you read at the beginning of your witchhood that like introduced you to all this or that you kind of refer to as something you go by? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, there's a few. I mean, as far as like kind of beginner witchcraft 101 type mm-hmm. stuff when people have asked um for sure the spiral dance by starhawk that 20th yeah i hadn't heard of that when you mentioned it had oh, it's so good mm. it's so good what's um, it kind of about so a lot of uh so a lot of it is just starhawk's experience like um being uh being a young witch and and again she wrote the first version in 1979 wow we released the 10th cool. anniversary with annotations in 1989 and then the 20th in 1999 um and i I said this before, and I don't know for sure, but it just feels correct to kind of um, classify Starhawk's relationship to witchcraft as kind of earth-based spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many different kinds of witchcraft, as we know, but um, that book is kind of an introduction into what her life looked like in the early covens that she was a part of. Mm. And it's it's slightly autobiographical and slightly directional as well, kind of gives some directions and gives some advice and gives some insight into how to create a... Um, a magical practice for yourself, whether solitary or in a coven. And it's pretty, it, that one is pretty centered in the, like it, witchcraft being earth-based, spiritual, cool. nature-based spirituality. Nature. Yeah. Cool. So that one's a great one. Um, which by Lisa Lister yes. is awesome, especially mm-hmm. because I am like 97% Celtic. So my ancestry is pagan Celtic ancestry. Cool. So it's cool. helpful to read a book by someone who also has pagan Celtic ancestry mm-hmm. and is, I mean, her, she talks about what her granny was like, um, 
like a practicing witch. And so cool. she has a close connection to her uh, pagan ancestry. And it's helpful, again, being, um, you know, whiteness is a construct, but I am white. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure as much as, again, we're all just learning and doing our best, but I want to make sure as much as I can, I'm not appropriating mm-hmm. from cultures that I don't belong to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anytime I can consume the content or information from people who have the same lineage that I do, um, that's really helpful to like learn about, you know, learn about my ancestors from the source. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah. So, um, and I think there's, is there another one? Well, the one as far as sex magic goes, I read the Magdalene manuscript. Have Ooh, either of you heard of that? No. no. Okay. Well, tell us everything. Yeah, it's gonna get weird. So it feels yes. like we're at a sleepover uh, and we're finding out ready. about like a sex. secret. Yes, yeah, I know. We're like under the covers with our flashlights. <laughs> Did you tell us about this? everything? Um. So what this man like? named Tom Kenyon. <laughs> Can I see it? Um. This man named Tom Kenyon channeled this manuscript from Mary Magdalene. Oh my, wait, Directly oh my God. It. I heard this Whoa. song today called Magdalene and it was like about Mary Magdalene and it so was like, sexy. you're right. You're right there. Yeah. Right there. And I was thinking about you and I was like, well, yeah. we're seeing a sex witch, which yeah. that's so Mary Magdalene. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you're in the vortex. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's this, I think the full title is, um, Magdalene manuscript, like sex alchemy and the, uh, something about the, being an initiate of ISIS. I can't remember the, cool. the subtitle, but basically it is about Mary Magdalene's sexual relationship with Jesus. Yes. The Christ, <laughs> which is how he got to the state of Christ consciousness. It included, which I think, you know, this could all be just some interesting fictional <laughs> story. I'm sure it is actually. Cause I don't even know if like Jesus really exists. One's yeah. real person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was, but still he's dead. I don't think he cares what I think of him. So, um, but the point, is, is that I think it is important to recognize in the conversations about Christ consciousness and spiritual practice, sex gets to be a part of it. Mm. So at the very, very, very least, I love this idea um, that is present in this channel manuscript of sex and uh, sex magic and sexual alchemy and a relationship to fully embodied sexual practice uh-huh. is a part of arriving at enlightenment mm. or not arriving, but a part of existing in and trying to find yourself in a state of Christ consciousness because largely in other spaces where we're even talking about spirituality or religious practice or Christ consciousness Mm -hmm. in any way or being Christ-like, there's this removal of it being in your body Mm -hmm. or the removal of sexual energy being allowed to be a part of that. Uh, Yes. Um, One of my earliest church memories is like sitting in there doodling and then looking up because I heard them say something about like masturbating is bad. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like, what? I've been doing that and it feels (laughs) amazing. Right? Yeah. And then you suddenly learn like, oh, I guess play. Pleasure is bad for exactly, me. and that's ugh, besides all the misogyny and fear-based tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In my first relationship, I I was like twenty. This was the first person I ever had sex with, and I just it for so long. I felt so dirty. It, it just always because you felt guilty, guilty and dirty, and it felt wrong, and it felt. But it was because I grew up th- being taught that sex is bad for women, but for guys, it's like mm-hmm. you know, right. it's wrong, but it's still forgiven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, now I, I definitely embrace sex and yeah. like sex is yeah. a spiritual practice because sexual yes. energy, it's, it's an intangible thing the same way that spirituality and faith and belief and all of that is. Yes. yes. But that, with physiological effects, because yes. it also makes your like heart race and blood and, and hormones everything. be released. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's why I like sexual energy is so, and erotic energy is so potent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I just think 
anytime anything can re- can return us back to our bodies and we can reclaim ourselves from these objectifying systems that have separated us from ourselves and from each other that's great that's what you want to do and so like if like magical practice again for me it just makes so much sense and I'm like oh my relationship to witchcraft and magic is something that helps me reclaim myself from these harmful systems mm-hmm. And, of, and then also masturbating <laughs> and my relationship to my own self-pleasure and my own agency and my yeah. body helps me reclaim myself from these mm. harmful systems. Mm-hmm. So why not just uh, merge right. the two? It yeah. just is so, that's why I'm, whenever people are like, you're a sex witch, what does it mean? I'm like, it's really not that complicated. <laughs> right. it's, still, it's so not <laughs> right. interesting, actually. Well, it feels like for being a woman in today's age or at, maybe at any time, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. So we might as well embrace it and might just be well like, feel good. Yeah. fine, yeah. I'm a fucking witch. And yeah, yeah yes. I do sex magic. And yes. what are you going to do? Yeah. And speaking of feeling good, I feel like it's important for us to address coming orgasm yes. because there is a a lot of stigma around people who are aorgasmic mm-hmm. or don't experience orgasm. And I've been learning. I did a central retreat last year. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And I, I, I do enjoy orgasms and I feel lucky for that. But I'm also, I've been learning to feel pleasure without the goal of orgasm. Yes. Yeah. And like... I'll share this morning <laughs> yes, because yes. I had just found my vibrator. Oh, you're like, like, we, need to, we missed each other. We have to see if it's still working. We haven't <laughs> talked in a while. Yeah, I gotta see if it's still charged. Well, we we reunited last night, of course. But uh-huh. this morning, I I used it a little bit, but with I didn't have time for a full experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just was yes. like, oh, I just want to feel good for a little yeah. bit, and yes. then I stopped. And like. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And I actually was reciting mantras while I did it. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I love, love that, that so Just much. to tie feeling good with that. Like you don't need to come. <laughs> yes. But what are your thoughts on that? I'm sure you know. Well, I love that so much because so the, so I, I am a sex witch, but <laughs> that's like a private identifying term. And then also just what my, the, my marketing people are like, definitely put it on your website because <laughs> that works. But my actual term for what I do for a living is I'm a sexuality and embodiment coach. Cool. So what I really love about that story that you just told is what we know to be true is that shame is just shuts down erotic energy and mm. shuts down sexual energy. And unfortunately, if we have this like arrival or accomplishment based idea, so which largely we have that framework around orgasm, mm and around sexual experiences that we want to arrive somewhere. And that's how we'll know it's a full experience. Mm -hmm. When you just remove that paradigm and you're like, I just want to be with myself. I don't care about accomplishing anything, arriving anywhere. I just want to feel good in my body. Mm. That like... At that point, it removes the opportunity for shame to come in and tell you you're doing anything wrong. So yeah. your ability to connect with yourself and experience pleasure is likely going to be even more like your your ability to have an experience where you feel connected with your body is likely going to be much higher mm. because you're not balancing it up against an idea of what you should have accomplished or what you where you should have arrived. It's the journey, not the destination. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But how many of us maybe wouldn't feel it's a paradigm shift. Like the mm-hmm. paradigm shift is everything. Cause how many of us maybe wouldn't feel satisfied, like fully satisfied and pleased and happy with, uh, with a self-pleasure experience that doesn't end in orgasm, unless we're already telling ourselves it doesn't have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, it's, it has to be conscious cause yeah. that's pretty much ingrained. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise there's the risk that you would, um, you know, spend 20 minutes connecting with your body, but not arrive at an orgasm and then be like, Oh, well that wasn't successful. Right. Mm-hmm. Devaluing the whole thing yeah. over that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I really love about that is I think it's the arrival based language or like this framework of accomplishing something Mm. or achieving at something that can very often, uh, like, you know, like 
seep its way into our mm. opportunities to connect with ourselves and with our bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's robbing us of yes. some really beautiful experiences. Yeah. I just yesterday exactly. listened to Big Magic. Have you listened to that? Yes. So good. Or, or read Gilbert. it. Um, yeah. So I, I listened to it and that was what you said reminded me of, cause that book's all about creativity mm-hmm. and she's saying it's like, spe- I, the idea of ideas are spirits coming to visit you and they yes. can leave and they can go into other people. Yes. And how you were talking about shame, when you put shame on sexual energy, it's kind of the same for creativity. Yes. When you keep saying no to a creative idea that comes to you that, or if you like aren't creative for a while and then you don't even know where to start mm-hmm. versus if you like paint a mug and then that reminds you of a poem that you want to write and then you write that poem and that Mm -hmm. poem reminds you of a story and like all of this art inspires more art and I think it's kind of the same thing with sexual Mm -hmm. desire more sexual desire builds more sexual desire and then you're seeking pleasure in more things sexual Mm -hmm. or not you know I love that well and it makes so much sense too because it's the same energy center in your body Mm -hmm. that's the sexual energy center in the and it has creative energy so your sacral chakra chakra. both are are centered there yeah Mm -hmm. And again, if you think about it too, and I don't want to be so uterus centric and or fertility, you know, yeah, fertility, yeah, yep, that's but what I was thinking. <laughs> it, as a general theme, mm-hmm. um, you create yes. from this space in your body, yeah. regardless mm-hmm. of gender, regardless of ability, the birthing um, of a project, of an idea, yeah, of a the business. human experience, mm-hmm. like you know how. <laughs> it's funny. I have a friend who uh, just had a baby about six weeks ago. And I had dinner with her the other night and it was so interesting just sitting because the last time I saw her, obviously this being was inside of her (laughs) body. And I was there with, with another friend and we were both just staring at her son. And I was, I had this moment where I realized that I was like, this is astounding to me that like you created this life you this happened from inside you and now is outside you. And it's astounding to me that it's still astounding to me because this is (laughs) there's no person alive that got here any other way. This is the only way we get here. And it's still amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Like that's so again, as a principle, like creation happens from this space Mm -hmm. in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I don't know. There's a lot of things I just don't want to ever stop being amazed by. Yeah. Like, children exist. People existing is totally. one of them. Like, that's really fucking cool. Yeah. How do, how do our bodies just know how to do that? I don't know. It's amazing. I don't know. Oh I still God. don't want one for a little bit, but one day I will I find out. I don't want one ever, but I th- it's <laughs> okay. cool to like watch it happen in someone else. Yeah. Like I appreciate totally. this phenomenon and I don't need it for yeah. myself, yeah. but it's cool. Yeah. So going back to your sex rituals, mm-hmm. um, can you walk us through what that entails for you? Yeah. Um, I'm trying, I'm like, there's a few options. It's, it's, it's it's kind of almost with what you're saying. It's kind of, I'm constantly creating and recreating it. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's all these different ways that I can raise my own sexual energy in my body. Um, that doesn't even necessarily have to always be what we would think of as a standard experience of masturbation or Mm -hmm. self-pleasure. Um, so, I mean, there have been, it's been a part of my like ritual circle, like for like full moons or new moons or, Mm -hmm. um, holidays. If I'm like casting a circle and doing spell work, there have been times where, um, I've, you know, masturbated while inside the circle and raised my energy that way. Um, while also doing spell work in addition to that. Um, what do you mean by in the circle um, of candles or of people? Yeah. So, uh, well, (laughs) well, I, so largely I'm a solitary witch. I I don't practice in a coven. I, um, just a week ago I did some spell work with a friend of mine Mm because I like wrote a spell out for a few of us for, um, a specific thing that we all want to manifest in the next year. Mm. And so I did this, it was like, it was really fun. It was like my longest like spell work and 
ritual I've ever written so far. And it was really mm. cool. And because I had just flown here, it was on Friday of last week. And then I had a friend from Nashville who was also in town here for work. She just came over to where I was staying and we decided to cast together because it was the, um, I lined it up with the moon. So, cool. um, so we had another friend in Nashville who was casting as well. And so, um, but she and I got to do it together and it was really cool. Um, so no, I've never, I've never done a circle or cast a circle with other people where I've used sex magic as a part of it. Um, although in the ritual I wrote, I did recommend that within like a 24 hour, like period, either before or after the, the spell casting, I was like, y'all, you should do some sex magic. Just, mm. to, just enhance it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm usually just like in my apartment and casting my circle and, um, doing my own thing. And so, yeah, so sometimes, uh, self pleasure is a part of that. Um, I'm trying to think of, what about Other. like an example of something you manifested through erotic Ooh. magic? Mm-hmm. Uh, like everything <laughs> I do now. <laughs> my life? Uh, my, it, uh, the, the unifying theme for my thesis, which is my book, because that was my academic thesis and then I published it in wow. book format. Um, my coaching work that I do, like the entire paradigm mm-hmm. that I do. So this whole thing I work in is your body's a person, not an object. So moving from the using language of objectification, like calling your body an it, mm-hmm. moving into a personified framework of calling your body a he, she, or they. And then this whole thing eventually not eventually, hopefully in the next like six months, I'm going to have an online course about it because my wait list for individual coaching work is so fucking long mm, that amazing. I have a, yeah, it's cool, but I like have a lot of urgency yeah. to get yeah. something out there that people can consume on their own time. But that whole idea of my body's a person, not an object came to me through my experiences of mm. working sex magic. Mm. Um, it was, which makes sense to me. Cause it's like, she's like, Hey, I'm here. Yeah, like she was talking she to She was me. talking to you. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, the embodied intimacy meditation that's on my website, uh, came to me through, uh, a, I don't know if I call it a session, but an exp- uh, through sex magic, yeah. mm-hmm. using <laughs> cool. sex magic. Um, I, I used to, this is complicated for me because I used to say, because it's not untrue, I did manifest my former partner, mm. but that ended up being like a two year long, super abusive relationship. Oh, so, but damn. again, it was, there was a karmic aspect of it. I learned a lot. What I don't believe is that, you know, that I was supposed to be in it so that I would be harmed. I'm not victim shaming myself here, but, um, I learned a lot. It brought up a lot. It brought up a lot of areas in my, in my body and in my being that the abuse I experienced in my childhood, like I didn't fully heal from, I just Mm. learned managing techniques. Mm. And then my nervous system got so shot from this last abusive relationship that it removed all my managing techniques. So now I have to really actually do deep deep healing. So this is what trauma does. Yes, It shoved me into this place where I got a a different and very specific therapist. I have a sexological body worker. Now I have a A um, body worker, sexological body worker. Okay. We'll go back to that. (laughs) Yeah. She's amazing. Um, so, but, but basically it threw me into knowing that my body still had so many stories to tell me about Mm -hmm. unresolved trauma, Mm -hmm. um, that, contributed to how my relationship went the way it went. Mm. So now I'm like, Oh, I can't just do talk therapy and talk it out in my brain. I need someone to dig into my connective tissue, which is what the sexological body worker does is she can read energy lines in your body and also recognize she works with, um, uh, not, what's it, not Reiki? disrupting. Oh, well kind of, but she works with, um, so digging down into the connective tissue mm. and, um, releasing scar tissue Cool. because again, if you think about like traumatic impact on your body mm. and how scar tissue builds up, it's protective. And anyway, it's, it's right in line with this idea. Our bodies have somatic information for us about yes. what's happened. Mm. Yes. So yeah, so it's a kind of a complicated thing to think <laughs> about now. Like I manifested, there's another podcast that I, where I talked about manifesting my partner 
And then that podcast came out and I ended the relationship like a month later. And I was Damn. like, well, it's still not untrue. I just would like yeah. to manifest a healthier partner next time, yeah. even though I learned a lot. Yeah. But my business, I manifested my business. Um, mm. And in the last, this is something I've had a little bit of a hard time talking about, but I really believe it's important. And so I'll just talk about it here. Mm-hmm. Um, I manifest, I, I quadrupled my income. Um, oh. And while, that is sexy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I won't necessarily say that. I mean, I could, yeah, no, I'm fine with that. I, it, it is related to the things I desired to brought into my consciousness and desired to manifest while mm. performing sex magic. But also I didn't just quadruple my income, like by working at a job that, by working at any of the jobs I had before. I quadrupled my income while quitting six part-time service industry jobs and building my coaching business. And it became six figures in two years. You invested in yourself. <sighs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And Which so that is so scary and hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's easy to quit jobs yeah. that are paying you money that's mm-hmm. it. when you're building. So I'm doing the same thing right now. I've quit so many jobs because of my trauma, yep. mm-hmm. but I'm like, this is all happening for a reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I've talked with yeah. so many other women who run their own businesses and there's all this shame about us being able to talk about how much money we make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet my friend Sarah Jane was talking about her, um, one of her like, uh, bus- not business partners, but a, a friend, a male friend of hers who runs his own business as well. And a part of how he markets himself is saying how much money he makes. And she's like, it's uncomfortable to me to know that I can't market myself that same way. And I mean, can, she could, can, yeah. but there's all this stigma surrounding, mm-hmm. oh, we expect men to talk about uh, totally. their success mm. in, in through that, you know, through financial gain. Mm. But there's this like deep discomfort of like women doing that. So I'm even like noticing in my body, I'm like uncomfortable talking about it, but mm. I want to talk about it because I think centering, there's a different, you can use the energy of capitalism against itself through a feminist business model mm. and I've done it and it's working. And that's why I want to talk about the fact that my business in two years, um, yeah, in less than two years became six a six figure business. Wait, wow. you said the model of what? Using the model of using the energy of capitalism the against energy. itself. Oh. Using a model oh. feminist business model. Again, it's yeah. like damned if you do, damned if you yes. don't. So yes. you might so. as well learn the system yeah. and use it against them. That's yep. Yeah. Wait, I wanna know how. That <laughs> okay, I, real simple. Um look up the company Sister. Um on Instagram it's sister.is, I'm pretty sure. Um Jennifer Armburst created has created such remarkable resources about building, um, building a feminist business and what a feminist business model and feminist business mm. structure actually looks we like. We are going to it's do this. Remarkable. <laughs> it changed my life when I found it like wow. a year and a half ago. Changed everything. Thank you for sharing that yeah. with us and, and It's with like our the listeners. only gospel I want to preach anymore. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's your Bible. The gospel of Jennifer. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, I love that you're making six figures mm-hmm. and I'm really happy for you. And I'm, I'm glad, glad you're talking about I'm glad it. You're talking it feels about good it. to exactly. hear other women be like, yeah, hell yeah. Congratulations. Yes. yes. Because, and actually that I learned from pussy too, the yeah. idea of like pulling other women up to you yes. instead of commiserating in misery down with them. It's like yes. the don't dim to fit in thing. Yes. It's like, yeah. no. I trust that she loves me and she's happy for me where I'm at and I'm here for her to lean on where she's at, but I don't have to feel bad when she's feeling bad. Do you know about Gala Darling? No. Oh, you would love her. She's all about like, well, one of her big things is money uh, manifestation and she's all about women getting money so that they can take control of their lives. Yes. Yeah. You'll love her. Freedom Uh, by having financial success. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, uh, freedom such a good word for it. Oh, I love it. Because I think also there's another kind of freedom, right? And it's a freedom of, um, 
dismantling oppressive systems and recognizing Mm -hmm. um, I'm a white woman. And so when, and money, money is just energy, just like any other form of energy. And what's true about energy is the more that you let leave you, the more can come in. Mm -hmm. And so being able to build in um, a sustainable and substantial ethic of generosity into the way my business functions. And so like literally paying reparations out of what my business makes. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. and, and, and so it's not just, yes, it is also like charitable giving and I have more to give when someone else is in need, but also literally build building into the structure of my business, how I recognize that these oppressive systems have given me a leg up and how can I work towards building into my feminist business model structure in my business, work towards dismantling those oppressive mm, systems. Yes. That's what I mean by using the energy of capitalism. I just myself. got it. Yeah, That's that it. helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of sneaky. It's kind of sneaky. So I'm like, that. yeah, I've made six figures. And also that has enabled me to uh, give away so much more money than I've ever been able to give away in my life. Okay, well, this sure. reminds me of something I read on Instagram yesterday in like the 1940s in Nazi Germany, they like there was this guy leading the troop who every year he would have a, a march and it was supposed to be celebrating the Nazis. But instead, Ooh. the town made they came out with like banners and posters saying like, thank you for marching for um, like Jewish people. Oh and then the, the miles ah! that they walked in their stupid ass March, they actually equated that into like all the people in the town donated money to the things that went That's against that. So <laughs> Isn't that smart. awesome? It took over. It's, yeah, I, I mean, it's that. like a principle yeah. in martial arts. It's easier to, to absorb the energy and use it against <gasps> itself than try and fight create it. new yeah. energy and fight it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Oh, That's that. so cool. Isn't that oh my awesome? God. Well, and that, this all ties back to sex magic, the yeah. transmutation yes. of energy. Great With, word. Uh, yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Whether you're changing that in, into back into yourself and regenerating your own sexual energy or uh-huh. with a partner. Or, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you use crystal dildos or have you? I haven't yet. And okay. to be honest with you, there's not any reason. I'm not like actively <laughs> resistant to it. I just really like my vibrators. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I but I you. also, I've heard from some people who are like, what I don't think is true is you can like numb your clitoris by too much fiber. I don't, I don't oh, know. I don't okay. think that some people think you can, some people think you can't, who knows. But, um, so, but the, in the pros column from what I've heard from people who do use crystal dildos, dildos is using, um, you can like feel the energy, um, yeah, they could probably explain it better than me. Mm-hmm. I have masturbated with my crystals before, but Ooh, I don't have an actual crystal. To, I should maybe. Okay. I should get, and the other reason is in my brain, I, I'm such a fucking Taurus and I'm just like, <laughs> I want to spend money on anything unless I, I don't know. It's just, I, I want to be comfortable. I want to be decadent, mm. but I also like, well, I'm super stingy. So okay. the price tag on most crystal <laughs> it's dildos, high. I'm like, this yeah. kind of seems absurd. Yeah. If it feels unnecessarily expensive, I get really uh, sassy about yeah. it. So, yeah. and then on principle, I'm like, I'm not going to buy it. So <laughs> I don't know. That well, might so change at some point. When but. you say you masturbate with your crystals, or are they just nearby while you masturbate? Um, sometimes. And then I, I did use one to masturbate with. Okay. Time. A smooth one. It, yeah, yes, definitely a smooth one. <laughs> I've done yeah. That. Oh yeah. 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 Smooth. And it's like a little bit larger. So nice. yeah. Cool. Cause I was just curious. I was like, well, I've heard about what if, what people talking yeah. about the energy mm-hmm. of the crystals and then up in your pussy. And so I was like, well, mm-hmm. let's try this out and see. So yeah. yeah. I, I did a magical masturbation with a crystal. I talked about it on here. Not a, not a crystal dildo, but just one I already had yeah. mm-hmm. lying around. Mm-hmm. Um, just for <laughs> just for the sake of like the intention of that crystal. You, yeah. It, it gave my 
my, it was sex magic, you know, it gave yes. it a focus. Yes, totally. That's it. Yeah. Gave yeah. it a focus. Yeah. I like when, that. when you go into your rituals, are you going in with, um, so let's say you have a business idea. Mm-hmm. Do you go in with the intent to think about that business idea while you're masturbating? Or is it kind of like meditation where you leave your mind an open space and whatever comes? Great is question. I've done both. That is, a, okay. that is a great question. Yeah. I can think off the top of my head of situations where it's been the first one where I've been like, I have this framework. And, but I don't know the details and I want to work through it and I want to open up to what spaces need to be filled. And then I remember a specific time where I just, I knew, I mean, there's very little I knew. I just felt, I was like, I just want to connect with my body. And that time and what came up and, um, it was this like, so in some, um, I think it's maybe in the Vedic tradition, it talks about this connection between the upper throat and the lower throat um, and how one is closed, the other yes. one's closed. And so I was like, this is back when I had roommates a couple of years ago and uh, my roommates were gone. And so I was like, oh, I want to like experiment around with the vocalization during self-pleasure and, and orgasm. And this whole thing just like connected, just, I felt like I just cha- it, like dropped into yeah. my body as mm. I was experimenting with this. And that was when my unifying theme for my thesis came oh my into God. my awareness. Yeah. So yeah, wow. so there is definitely, cause it like, I opened my throat and I opened my throat. Mm. Like I opened my literal throat and it opened my creative center. Like wow. it was wild. Okay. It was amazing. Well, this I'm so glad you brought this up because this is one of the main uh, theses from the sensual retreat I did is the connection of the throat chakra and the sacral chakra. Yes. They're, har- yeah. they're the only two that harmonize like the tones for each chakra those are the only two that harmonize (gasps) like with crystal bowls you know that's so Um, interesting but they are intimately connected and the anatomy is mirrored between the vocal cords and the uh cervix and such um but besides anatomy the actual chakra that we all have is harmonized yeah and there is so much connection between speaking out yeah um and getting desire yeah like like receiving what you desire. Um, and we kind of left the central retreat with that being like, we actually did, we had homework for the next few months. And Mm. one of the assignments was we had to hum, we had to do this humming practice for like 11 minutes a day, something like that. Um, well you built it up, but it was literally vocal exercises, like as if you're a singer just, but for the purposes of opening up your sexuality, I've, I've read some, um, there's a book and I really, I don't, maybe Urban Tantra, was that the book? Possibly. In the workshops I do with my workshop partner, we have a whole table of like a kind of a mini library for folks when we're not doing our one-on-one sessions with them, whether it's my coaching session or the portrait session. Um, and so my workshop partner, Caroline, had a few books. It was either the Urban Tantra or another one that I was reading through it. And it gave some recommendations of like vocal exercises to open up certain energy mm. centers in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Oh, I should try that. And since so then, I've embraced... Um, releasing vocally like however feels natural during pleasure and it's Mm -hmm. awesome I've been experimenting with that recently too and trying to just just put myself in a place of like non-judgment yeah whatever yeah and trust Mm -hmm. me partners love it I can't speak to all partners but like it doesn't matter if it sounds weird or like it's it's when you're naturally just allowing yourself to sound out your pleasure yeah it's well received. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we have nothing to worry about. Yeah. It's going to go don't well. Be a, don't it's be, ashamed, be fun. ashamed or embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Is it yeah, time? It's time. Um, oh, I'm have excited. You ha- have you had your cards read? Probably. Um, yes. And I, I brought a tarot deck with me, but I 
I love, I want to okay. do this. Cool. I n- don't really very often use Oracle cards. And again, there's no reason not to. I just use a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This Yay. is cool. So yeah, this is um, the goddess guidance Oracle cards Amazing. by Doreen Virtue. These are Jamie's cards Ooh. now. And then Hello. let's get your energy on there. So mm-hmm. feel okay. them around. And let's shuffle. have you pull for yourself. Okay. okay. Love it. Yeah. Love that. Yes. So do what, you have something? Yeah. What's on your mind? Do you want to ask about anything specific or just keep it, keep it open? I don't know if I have any, I don't know if I need any, well, with the audacity of being like, <laughs> I don't need any specific <laughs> guidance right now, yeah. but I kind of just want them because it's a new deck. I kind of just want it to me. I want it to introduce itself to me and just okay. kind of tell me what cool. it, it thinks I need to know. I have a weird feeling it's going to be Guinevere True Love. I don't know. Hmm. Let's see. I've been right excited. before. Do I've I also pull, been wrong. How, should I just pull? So let's my... um, hold it, fan them out and hold it to your Ooh. your heart. And then we're going to do a deep inhale together. Okay. Yeah. Face them this way or the other Towards way? Towards Yeah. Me. Okay. Well, okay. Look at them. Like it's a magic trick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't look. <laughs> Is this your card? Is this your card? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Or Eracura blooming. I don't know. (laughs) Let's see. Yeah, I so infrequently work with like fanning them out and picking. Mm. We just pull from the top. Okay, let's see. Mother Mary, Mother expect Mary. a miracle. Ooh. I got Jesus's mom. Yes. <laughs> that yes. feels appropriate somehow. Hmm. Could you describe the photo? Yeah. It, wow. That's, these are beautiful. <laughs> um, well, they're all white, which is fun, uh, considering <laughs> Jesus is Palestinian, uh, mm. but whatever. Uh, so it's, uh, Mary, in a beautiful robe holding the baby Jesus, which again, almost always looks like a, just a tiny grown man. Yes. <laughs> For whatever reason, that's how they always <laughs> illustrate Jesus. Um, and then there's just a shitload of angels. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of angels yeah. around them. That says, beautiful. have faith that your prayers have been heard and are being answered. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see what Mother Mary has to say. Faith is the light that illuminates your pathway. Without faith, the future looks very frightening. That's why it's essential for you to take whatever steps are necessary to keep your mind and heart filled with faith. Please don't give up hope on yourself or Mm. other people. Keep the candle of faith burning within your soul as that one small inkling of hope can eradicate the darkness of despair. Be the light that eliminates someone else's gloomy hopelessness as well. For as you make others stronger, it strengthens not only yourself, but the entire world. So this on the surface might not have seemed like the most obvious, car- like maybe one of the ones you mentioned when would have been, yeah. that's more appropriate. <laughs> yeah. sex age. However, what I mentioned before about I'm, I'm recovering from a two year long abusive mm. relationship and in the past few months, because my nervous system is so shot, I'll, I'll go like two weeks feeling fine um, and mostly functional. And then just something will change and hit me and happen. And I will just be non-functional all of a sudden. Mm. And it's frustrating yeah. because I feel like in my brain, I should be healing faster. I'm shitting all over myself, but you're quoting that. Me. Yeah. Yes. But like what you just read feels 
exactly like what my body has been communicating to me in the last week or two, which is just like, please keep going, Mm -hmm. be gentle with yourself, have faith, honestly Mm -hmm. and truly that what you're doing is working. And in fact, my sexological body worker, when I saw her back in November, last time I was here, she had all this information for me about certain lines and energy centers in my body that were shut down. And mm-hmm. when I was on her table a couple of days ago, um, with what she was reading off of me and the work that she was doing, we talked about it after. And she was like, I can tell in your body that the work you're doing is working <gasps> because there are things that are open that were closed. And wow. there are things that like responded with fear that are now not responding with fear. I love that. And I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. My favorite part of it was um, talking about the candle, be the candle of faith burning within your soul as that one small inkling of hope. Mm -hmm. I imagined like a tiny ass candle in a huge, huge, huge dark cave. Mm -hmm. But even with that tiny candle, you can see at least a little bit of radius of of light. So it's like, that's gonna grow. You just, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Trust that it's there. And I just want to let you know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And I am experiencing the same Mm -hmm. sort of timeline Mm -hmm. where it's, I'll be good for a few days or a week. And Mm -hmm. then it's a trigger. Something triggers the trauma. And you kind of feel set back. But mm-hmm. one thing my therapist shared is that it's not a step backward. It's a wave in the progress. That's it's it. all part of it. Because healing will trigger you. <laughs> yes. That's yes. The it will trigger thing. your healing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and my constant through line since the beginning has been like an impatience coming from my Aries moon probably, but where I'm like, I should... <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. So I'll be like, I should be healed. I should be healed yeah. by now. I should be um, yeah. functioning better by now. Yeah. There's no timeline. There's no timeline. Mm. Trauma yeah, has no timeline. But that impatience in our emotional center and in our, in our yes. mood. Yes. Just like, let me just go. Let me yeah. get better. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that just brings in shame. If you're yes. telling yourself there's a timeline, then you're shaming yourself back into like a shame spiral, which leads to further dissociation. Uh, Done work. Yep. Done work. That <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Various meanings of this card. Let go of worrisome thoughts. Mm. Keep your thoughts positive. Notice and follow any divine guidance you may receive. Mm. Pray. Engage in spiritual healing, mm-hmm. which you already do with your well, sex magic. Well, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, already doing it. A plus yes. on my homework. Hell yeah. Time. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of homework, give our listeners some homework. Where can they find you? How Ooh. can they book you? Yes. Okay. So um, you can go to my website, jamieleefinch.com. Um, and from there, there's a few different things you can do. You can navigate to find my book in various different formats. Um, my book speaks a little bit more directly to the phenomenon of having a background um, in the white evangelical religion and then leaving it and then recognizing that there is such a thing called religious trauma that has a psychological and physiological impact on your body and how to recognize that and heal from it. So it's called You Are Your Own, A Reckoning with the Religious Trauma of Evangelical Christianity. Very mm-hmm. succinct. Got me kicked off Instagram for hate speech. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh That's a different story for another time. Well, I'm yeah, back. I meant to I'm ask back. about that. Right. Okay. Next time. Next it's okay. Time. Next time. This yeah. will not be the last. No, yeah. I feel that very strongly. Yeah. Yeah. But I am. So you can get my book from there. Um, you can also sign up on my wait list. And, and again, I'm on a pretty substantial wait list for one-on-one client work. But if you're on that wait list, you will also be notified when the course is available to enroll in, which is going to be hopefully in the next few months. Um, and then I am luckily back on Instagram. Um, they, after months, they, 
they reinstated my old account, <laughs> but never explained to me what happened. It's because a journalist reached out oh. on my behalf and was like, what's going on over here, nice. guys? And oh. spooked them. It was funny. Good. Um, but my new account that I, I use consistently now is um, at I am Jamie Lee Finch. Um, if you find Jamie Lee Finch, it'll just in the bio point you to follow my new account. So either way, look it up. Um, I deactivated my Twitter a few weeks ago because it's a hellscape. So uh, mm. you can't find me on there now. <laughs> you might find me later. I don't, I've had a complicated relationship with social media clearly, mm. which my astrologer was like, yeah, that's clear. That's mm. in your chart. That yep. was always going to happen. Um, but fun. so if, if I am back on Twitter, we'll see. It's just <laughs> at Jamie Lee Finch. Um, there's no like easy way to summarize where <laughs> yeah. to find me on the internet, but you can Google me She's around. and probably find me and all these. And then I have a Facebook page and all that too. But mostly you can keep up with, if you add your name to my wait list, um, through my website, you will be able to keep up with things. Cause I'm going to start like an email list and stuff like that pretty soon, like sending out regular emails. So great. Yeah. Great. And then we end every episode with a basic blessing. So Ooh. something we're grateful for. Mm. gratitude practice. I'll go first. I'm grateful for Brad Yates. Mm. He's a tapping guy on YouTube. Yes. Yes. Um, so emotional freedom technique. And I've been yes. using EFT his videos. Super powerful. Oh, it's such a like mood changer in about five minutes. Yeah. Mm. So yes. if you haven't yet checked him out, definitely check out Brad Yates on mm. YouTube. Amazing. I love that. Thanks, Brad. Uh, currently I'm thankful for, uh, animals <laughs> like a lot. I, this is my first, I got, I just got my first pet as a, as a autonomous adult. Um, I got a cat about a month ago. And so this is my first trip away. Mm. So my best friend's looking after him, but I miss him so much. And the friends that I'm staying with have a dog and it's just, there's something about just this complete and total, unconditional love and acceptance in the eyes of an mm. animal that I am becoming more and more, um, grateful for recently when my interactions, particularly in online spaces with humans have been less mm. than yeah. unconditionally loving and compassionate that mm. I just, there's the animals are just very magical and I'm glad that they allow us to be best friends with them. Mm. Yeah. Me too. Mm. Um, mine is twofold today. I'm grateful for, for our listener that, that brought you our way mm. and I'm I'm grateful that I have a partner that is open to doing sex magic with me. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful for that for you yeah. too. I'm probably going to do it later today. Yes, so. do it. Yes. I literally already made it. I already scheduled an afternoon delight oh after this. This is all I want is for yes, people to have. You're changing really our lives. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. That's what I want. All right. We got to go. Fox. You, Bye. Bye. <laughs>